Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say... Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. My name is Craig Telfort and I am joined by my close associate, Sean McGuigan. Hello there. And Sean and I are, Sean and I like having a laugh, but the laughter stops <laughs> right now because... I mean, you see that. No, it's great. I, I, the laughter stops now, you just disappear into a massive peal of laughter. But no, I, Sean and I are going to record this podcast. We're going to talk about abuse at football matches, and I'm going to recount a, a story that, uh, or an incident, an anecdote really, that happened to me from the weekend from Stenismere 2, Dumbarton 4, and before we do, I just want to put a trigger warning out there, some of the language is quite offensive, so if you are easily spooked, easily shocked, have a sense of disposition, please, this is your warning, turn off now. You need to ask me a question, Sean. I can't just I can't just speak for fifteen minutes. We need okay, to. Okay, so how does how did this uh, how did this abuse uh, begin? Right. So what happened at the Dumbarton game? Uh, it, it was a, a it was a very good game of football. Stensby versus Dumbarton. Very good game of football. I think was that the the expression a uh, good advert for the league, one for the neutrals. And if there uh-huh. were any neutrals in attendance, they would have enjoyed themselves. Dumbarton scored four goals in the space of twenty five first half minutes. Absolutely blitzed in as we were any time. I think any time they shot, it went in the net. And just one of those days where everything Dumbarton did was good and everything Stennis Muir did was bad. And the second half, Stennis Muir, I think, were the better team after the interval. But it doesn't really count for much if you're four goals down. That's... I, from, from what I actually thought that Stenny still done okay at points in the first half. They did. Yeah, they did. There's a boy that, that plays for the Warriors as well called Ross Taylor, who, who looks like an absolute superstar. He. Won a penalty, set up from the Scotland. second goal. Is it Ross Taylor from Scotland? The commentator kept describing him as Ross Taylor from Scotland. And see, I watched it with the sound down, so I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to assume that Ross Taylor, yes, he is from Scotland. I think he stays in Uddingston, so that's just it's like a, Glasgow. a strange thing to to point out. But anyway, regardless, regardless. Yeah, I mean, surely you would say, like, if if the players, I'm sure Scotland, other than that Weatherburn, who's English, all the players are, are native to, to Scotland. It, it, like, if you're going to point out the fact that uh, somebody who has the ball out wide on the right is, is Scottish, you would maybe only point out if you were, I don't know, commentating on the Belarusian second division. Rather than yes. 
rather than a, a Scottish fourth-tier game. Yeah, that, that, I mean, there's a genuine degree of interest <laughs> if a Scottish player is appearing in the Belarusian second tier. Not so much if he's appearing in the, the Scottish fourth tier. But nevertheless... Dumbarton opened the scoring through, I think it was Sean Crichton that opened the score in that match. And it was a it was a well-worked goal from Dumbarton's perspective, but it was poor from Stennis Muir's perspective. It was a short corner, played back, and Crichton made a, a run in box and, and were able to head it in from close range. And, and fair play, I, I quite liked Sean Crichton. Like, like, quite liked him as a player. It has his limitations and his flaws, but I liked him as a, I liked him as a player. And I've always described him as someone who looks like a football player, somebody who's, who's good captain material. Anyway... After that, I was just like, fuck me, man, I need to go and get a pie. That was, that was my reaction to the goal. I need to go and get a pie. So I went down the, the, the steps at Oakville View and was, was standing stand in the pie queue. And for whatever reason, the pie queue was taking ages to go. Taking absolutely ages to go. I think there's perhaps new people working at the at the stone sets in the in the pie hut. Certainly, the the chief executive David Alexander. He was in working in the pie hut as well, which leads me to believe there were perhaps short numbers. He was going in there to to, to lend so, a so hand. Your your chief executive was selling pies. He was working in the pie hut. Yes. Don't get me wrong. That there is there, there's a lot to admire about the fact that he is willing to to roll up the sleeves mm-hmm. and 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 work in the the pie stall. However, that would suggest that maybe. Things aren't going well uh, in, in other places. Yeah, well, let's be honest. You don't get Richard Branson driving the Virgin <laughs> trains. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Nevertheless, it's 1-0 <laughs> at this point. And then Dumbarton have a, a, another attack. The ball's leathered at Darren Jameson, who he basically just gets in the road of it. And I think it falls to Ross McLean, who finishes. And I'm just thinking, fucking hell, what, what on earth are we watching here? What on earth are we watching here? And then Dumbarton make it a third. It's a mistake from Kenley Billum. Can't remember if it was James Hilton, whoever whoever the order of the goals went in. But at this point, the Dumbarton fans, so they had brought a, a reasonable number behind, if you know the geography at Stenhouse Muir, it's effectively like an L-shaped ground. There's a terracing behind one of the goals at the Trice Road end, and there's a small grandstand the, which is the Norway stand, that's the main stand. And the pie hut is effectively just at the corner <laughs> of the ground, which caters for both away fans and both home fans. So I'm standing in this queue that's just taking ages to to work its way around. And and this is when the, the Dumbarton fans clock me in the, in, the, in the crowd. Now, from having being a regional BBC television presenter, this was the same for yourself, Sean. We have a, a degree, a very small very small, very small, tiny, tiny degree of, of celebrity, and which is great a lot of the time, which is great when people come up to you and want to, to talk about a view from the terrace and, and talk about football. That's brilliant. I, I really enjoy when that happens. I don't enjoy when people start start chanting in, in my direction. So we've got that, uh, Telfer, what's the score? Telfer, Telfer, what's the score? To begin with. And there's been a Very basic. Quiet, I mean, that's a basic starting point, that's isn't basic. it? Well, the, the score's 3-0 to Dumbarton. Uh-huh. But then even more embarrassingly, so Stennis Muir, so the way the the line had gone round the, the ground, it had turned at a, a weird angle, and effectively you couldn't see what was happening at the end of the pitch. You could only see what was effectively happening when Dumbarton were on the attack at the goals there. Now, Stennis Muir had the ball in the back of the net, so you hear the cheer from the stand. Yes, that's us. We're back into it. No, the goal was disallowed for offside. So I, I'm cel- celebrating this point. The goal's disallowed. <laughs> that gave these fans more ammunition 
So uh, they got there's only one Sean McGuigan. That was one they, they got there. As if I'm supposed to be upset, like that you and I have a degree of rivalry there, and you're you're getting up. They're getting up me by singing your name. Quite funny. But then then um, the, the, the chat's went like, oh, Craig G. Telfer, you're a wanker. You're a wanker. Craig G. Telfer, you're a wanker. You're a wanker. And the funny thing was, so. To my left was the tennis spear player, Michael Anderson. His mum, who had spoken to her in the game, Alison, really, really nice woman uh, and, and really, really nice company. It's great that her, she she really enjoys watching her son play for Stenny. It's really nice that she comes along and sees him. It's great to meet her and talk to her. And to the the right of me was another woman. And you're Craig, you Telfer, you're a wanker, you're a wanker. And she said, who's who's Craig Telfer? I was just like, I don't know, I've never heard of him. That was... That was just, just the easiest, the easiest way to play it. I, I presumed you would have said to her, "That's me." No, no, I was just like, because like, the next question no, be, it sounds like a wank. Oh, so the next question, like, why are they calling you a wanker, Craig? But then the worst, and this is this is perhaps like of all the insults I've I've been given, this is perhaps the worst. Like, it's just like you're just a shit, Paul Hartley, and are you Hartley in disguise? And that was one. That, that was one fucking hilarious, but that's one that is really cut deep because obviously at the moment, like I've I've got a I've got a beard. I'm trying to grow my hair a bit longer, and I suppose that it's just like, quite an unfortunate. <laughs> that, that, that perhaps from a distance, if you didn't have your peepers in, you'd see. Wow, there's Paul Hartley coming towards me. And I just thought that's. I, I but at one point I was thinking, right, you go up the road and just take like a like hack your hair off like Britney Spears in 2008. Um, so, so has there been any point where you think, right, I, I, maybe I need to uh, adjust my hair so I don't look like Paul Hartley? Uh, uh, no. It's no. Just like, no, stand up. That's what, that's what these Dumbarton fans want you to do. Uh-huh. They want you to, to don't give a in. shower. Don't I, give they, in. They want you to groom yourself. They want you to shower. <laughs> they want you to stop sleeping in the back of your car. <laughs> I would say, no, these are, these are the things that, that I'm, going, I'm going to keep on I'm going to keep on doing it, and it was it was very funny. It was I would say very funny, but the worst thing was got to the the front of the pie cube. Can I have steak and haggis pie, please? Oh, with none left. Okay, can I get a steak pie, please? With none left. Can I get a burger, please? Oh, with none left. We do have mince pies. Not cuding that line for about twenty minutes, maybe more, and there was no pies that I wanted. Just ridicule. shitty mince pies. Aye, that is my I and ridicule. That was it. So at least at least. If I'd got there and there was a pie at the end of it, there might have been a degree of, well, listen, you've had the most humiliating shout of your life. At least you get some savoury food. But no, no, there wasn't even any of that. It was just abject humiliation. As soon as that third goal went in, to me leaving the crowd, it was just it was just embarrassing. Listen, I suppose it's good to be recognised than not recognised. It is, it is. I mean, I was quite <clears throat> facetious about it on on social media afterwards, where uh, like I've, I can I can take abuse. I've had my fair share, but to be called, they uh, <laughs> called like a shit Paul Hartley. That's that, that's cut me to the core, and that's that's created lasting damage that the perpetrators could even have imagined. So that's it. I'm not sure. Sorry, go on. I was going to say, I'm not sure if this story is worth a, a bonus podcast in its own, but nevertheless, I thought it could lead in to a discussion about something. Well, I suppose, what are you doing with your hair? That might be the next part of this podcast. Well, what I'm trying to do, there was an Italian football player, I can show you this image, Sean. It's an Italian football yeah, player from the, 
Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. Right, let's see if I can find this guy's name. There was I for a long time. I've just said I'm going to I'm going to grow my hair and I'm going to see what it looks like. And well, we'll, it, was Char- it was Charlie Mulgrew to start with. It was Charlie Mulgrew to start with, but I've decided that that I'm going to go a bit longer than Charlie Mulgrew. Right. Okay. I think my hair sit, perhaps sits a bit differently from Charlie Mulgrew, so we're not going to be able to do the same thing. Now. I finally alighted on what I wanted to look like. There was a, a footballer that I follow who is big into his Italian football. Uh-huh. He posted a picture of a, a Roma player from, I think it's like the 80s and 90s. I think he was at Roma for a, a good number of years. And when I saw that picture, I decided this is what I want to look like. Yes, this is the, he was at Roma for 15 years. Mm-hmm. The guy's called Giuseppe Gianni. Oh, yeah. Right, and it's the hair. The hair comes down to about here. It comes down past his shoulders, and he looks he looks immaculate. Now I do not look immaculate, Sean. I'm I'm best years are well and truly behind me, but I just I just want to, to try something different. And the thing is, when you get it to that length, you might as well. And if it doesn't suit you, you can easily cut it off. You know, I'm not one of those guys that lives in fear of visiting their barber, like some people that that you and I are familiar with. I I've uh, I, I, I've Googled Giuseppe Giannani. And I've just got a, a pensioner. Oh, which presumably isn't what you're looking for. That's no, that, that's 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 not. I mean, I I, I would not want to let a pensioner. No, this guy, this guy's a pretty cool, like sort of Italian stallion sort of look. That's the sort of look that I want to go for. Well, that that very much sounds like a look that that you could pull off. So, to yeah, so I mean, I've been growing my hair for eighteen months now. I suppose mm-hmm. that what's another what's another eighteen months? What's another two years? Oh, so that that's how long it's it's going to take you. I th- well, I think so. I mean, I I stopped getting. Is my it slow probably... growth, or, or just that's how long this guy's hair is? I I well, I'm going to assume. I mean, I've stopped getting my hair well, like cut, and I used to get it cut every every two weeks, but now it's basically just like every three months, and it's just basically get your dead ends and so cut cut off. I I just want to see what, how how it goes. I'm also thinking of getting my ear pierced as well. That was the other thing. All right, okay. Uh, is your hair not itchy on your ears? No, I wear a hairband a lot, Sean. You can see that mm-hmm. I, I've got a, I ordered this off Amazon. Oh, yeah. It's a, a little little metal hairband that I use when I'm in the gymnasium lifting weights when I'm I'm playing football when I'm <laughs> why, why is that why why is I don't know, just the fact that you uh add in lifting weights while you wear your uh, your hairband is quite funny. Aye, crunching iron. It's uh <laughs> it's it's important to Important to do these things, but I mean, I mean, the whole point of of, of this podcast <coughs> it wasn't so much to lighten my vibe and try and explain uh-huh. what I'm trying to do with my body. It was really just to talk <laughs> about sort of like abuse at the football and when when is when is is when is too far. So are, I, those, are those Dumbarton fans crossed the line as far as I'm concerned? So banning orders to see at the time as much as I, I I don't want close associates getting a hard time at the football. I laughed. And I hope you don't take that the wrong way, but I laughed. How else am I supposed to take it? How else am I possibly supposed to take that when you find my trauma (laughs) a source of comedy? (laughs) But then how else am I supposed to take it? I saw there was, obviously you put these things up on social media for a bit of a laugh, but I saw a Spartans fan say, oh, we'll make sure we get this for the weekend's game. So I don't know if this is now the thing where I go to away grounds and I'm I'm just going to be abused and said, oh, oh, is that Craig Telfer? Is it Paul Hartley? <laughs> is that the smell of chip grease or the smell of an expensive aftershave? I can't tell the difference because you can't it, tell if you're Paul Hartley or not. It sounds like you need to employ a a, a, a PR representative in terms of how you get out of this, I, this cycle. 
I need Max Clifford or Lyndon Crosby. <laughs> I mean, Max Clifford's in a jail, so how how you get him? I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe I could just uh, shave. <laughs> I suppose it's cheap. That's a, that's a, that's, a, that's a cheaper option. Brad's just buy him a packet of fags. And I'll give you uh, give you advice. Or maybe Paul Hartley could shave. That would be that'd be a lot more convenient, actually. If, if Hartley went for a haircut, that would really. I mean, to be fair, like he's had the same sort of vibe for well decades, really, isn't he? When he when he was a player in the coming through it like St Johnson and Hibs. I, I think his hair has just grown kind of incrementally each year. I don't remember him being having that kind of vibe ten years ago. Hmm. Sorry, sorry, Sean. I, I I cut across you there. You you were going to explain why else you don't think it's appropriate that that I um a, abused my uh, protected characteristics or or made fun of at the at the football. You were sorry. I I, I cut across you. You were going to say why well, you don't want to see these things happen. All I was going to say was why I don't want to see it. I I still find that amusing. Oh right, well that's that's good. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad someone's laughing. See, I, just I mean that's the, the, my 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 hell at the football. There, that was just sort of a leading. It, it's like shouts at the football. It's have you ever heard a shout at the football that's been like genuinely funny? Uh, rare. They're rare, but that's not to say that shouts at the football don't make other people laugh. It's the the thing where, where you do hear the odd funny shout at the football and the person who's been rewarded with the laughter and the best wishes goes back to the well and there's just nothing there's just nothing in there. What really offends me is when somebody is is making comments to try and attract attention to them. Like they mm. want to be the centre of attention. Yes. And there's... I find that very, very unfunny. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. There is, I'm sure we had spoken about him, certainly if not recently, then maybe a couple of months, maybe a couple of years ago, there's a guy, Albane Rovers, mm-hmm. who stands himself and shouts things like, come on, Rovers, I'm missing Emmerdale for this, mm-hmm. if it's a midweek game. Now, Emmerdale, as far as I'm aware, starts at 7 o'clock. So between 7 and half past 7, I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume that he stays locally to the ground. You could watch Emmerdale and still make it. You could do both. You could do watch both. Emmerdale and still make it in time. But it's, it's, I'm sure this guy is probably, somebody's found him funny at one point and, and, and said, oh, you should try stand-up. And he tried stand up and it didn't work. He he was passed over and Britain's Got Talent for Stavros Flatley. And he has <laughs> uh, he's just sort of brought this wacky set of persona to, to the football and just by by shouting you become a banter man and you get a bit of a reputation. I I that I, I find that mortifying. If, if I, someone... I find I find very few uh, banter merchants in the crowd uh funny or 
or satisfying. But even even just abusing players, like I, I don't really. There's very few times. Uh, there might be a couple of times in the last kind of ten years or so. I've jumped up and been very very frustrated. Barry McKay was one of them. Mm. But going back a long time, but it's rare that I'll jump up and and start abusing players because I, I don't think it does any good. And I think particularly the crowds that I'm going in. I mean, say that was a like. If it's like say Ibrox for instance, like so I know that that when things are going bad for Rangers at Ibrox when the crowd, I remember, like I'm sure I'm sure it was a, a, a game a Rangers game, and oh Telford supports Rangers. I know this that sort of leads into leads into this, but it was a game. I'm sure it was when Charlie Adam was playing for Rangers, so it was how 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 long ago it was. But he tried something, and it didn't it didn't come off. It was like a, a misplaced pass or something, and put the other team on the counter attack. See the noise of like that disappointment and the fact mm-hmm. I don't think Charlie Adam was ever really that popular at Rangers. Yeah. That you and Taylor might need to come in and explain here. But see, hearing just like fifty thousand people just all turned that down. Oh, for fuck's sake! Just everyone's saying fuck's sake and the noise and the other team bound the attack. That's that's not nice here. But when it's individual shouts, you, maybe when you're at Rangers and you, if you get to play for Rangers, you've got that that mindset to do it. Noise doesn't affect you. It's, it just becomes literally becomes noise. But whereas if you're doing it like at places like like Oakle View, New Dundas Park, uh, Central, maybe not so much Central Park, but Gayfield, where the, the crowd isn't particularly large, mm-hmm. but players, referees can hear everything that that shouted. They can hear the specific voice. They can look up and see the person that is uh, shouting at them. That I, I find that quite uh, quite. Uh, Distasteful again. I, I I think that sense of disgruntlement has a bigger impact on everybody out with Celtic and Rangers, and I I, th- I think it still has an impact. So you so what you've just described in terms of Charlie Adam, that has an impact. That has an impact on Adam. Has an impact on the players around him. However, they're still f- paid far more uh, than than everybody else that they're playing. They have far more talent than everybody else that they're playing in the top tier. So they will probably still win that game. But see, in terms of, and I know it's, I don't want to drag everything back to the Rovers, but see when, see if the Rovers got a goal up or two goals up. And this all probably feeds back to the Dumbarton game when they went 3 0 up and lost a three goal lead. The Hamilton game, four goals, four goals up, lost a four goal lead. See if the Rovers were to go two goals up and then concede a goal, you will hear 17 people shouting, Oh, here we fucking go. But there's that kind of sense of disgruntlement. But it is a, there's a kind of negativity and it kind of wafts down at the stands and I, I, I do think it it kind of goes onto the park and it does it. There's, there's, a, there's an energy that feeds from the stands to the players and, and vice versa. And if there is that negativity, then I do think at some point it makes its way on the park. And whether there's whether it's Celtic and Rangers or it's Forfar and Bonnie Rig or whatever, I still think there is an impact there. I suppose it'd be interesting to to talk to players that have played at a, a number of levels, and, and maybe ask them what it's like to shout shouts from the crowd. Because I think that obviously the the best sound in football is a goal being scored, fans celebrating. But I think next to that, when the team are countering on the attack, mm-hmm. and that that sort of noise just where the ball's getting sort of like shuttled into the final third and everyone stands up and there's that degree of expectation when there's a turnover in play in the home team's favour that's a that's a really really good noise and, and I suppose that and I suppose conversely if you were if you were a player and that was spurring you on how could how could you not take confidence from that mm-hmm. but then likewise how do you block out the I mean surely if, if you take confidence from that 
you'll perhaps be perhaps I don't, I don't know anxious upset by noise that they're going the other way mm-hmm. no and and you know something I've, I've thought an example and I, I feel quite bad now because I, I forget his name but he it was a it was a striker that signed for Wraith maybe five or six years ago and he only made a couple of appearances during a, a spell where we weren't doing very well and he came on as a sub and this is one of my least favourite things and I've been at a game with you uh, where you've experienced this and you've you've kind of dug fans out for it where a, a, a substitute is coming on and they've, they've, they'll be cheered on, they'll be kind of mm-hmm. booed on. And I remember this, was about five or six years ago now, it's somebody Allen, regardless, doesn't matter, doesn't matter what his name was, but he was essentially booed onto the park at Starts Park. That's hopeless. Uh, and he left. He, he left after that, and, and Kyle Benedictus made a point afterwards. So bear in mind, like generally, when it comes to the media, like the local newspaper can say, I'd like to speak to whoever and mm-hmm. whatever, because I'd like to speak to somebody else. Kel Benedictus made it known that he wanted to speak to everybody. Mm-hmm. And he said, I, I found that disgraceful. And like you've got a player in there who is really dismayed at the, at the reaction when he came on the park. At that point, he actually left. I've had to look back uh, to, in terms of what his name was. But that's the impact that that can have in terms of fans... Not backing it, not just like not backing the team, but being clearly negative about your own player. Like it's it, it appears to have if if you're not somebody who can block it out, it has a, a clearly negative impact. I suppose it's like a lot of things, like talent. There's 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 why football players make it to, mm-hmm. to certain levels, and and talent. Talent. We say. Talent's probably half the battle, but it's up here. I'm touching yeah. my temple as you're doing it. And that's why resilience, robustness is such an important thing where you can deal with setbacks where, where people like don't believe in you. You can you can prove them wrong and you can build from that. That's why players get to the top and some players don't. And this guy obviously isn't aye, horrendous because no one should be booed onto the park. I, I fundamentally believe that no one in very, very rare circumstances, every single player goes out there looking to do their best mm-hmm. and of course want, they to, do. want to um, fight for their teammates and, and win the crowd. I'm thinking of Gladiator, win the crowd and you win your freedom. Not saying that this Raid Rovers player was in jeopardy of being <laughs> attacked by Tigress of Gaul or anything like that, where at the corner flags is a, a a chain tiger is going to jump out. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting that for one second. But yeah, it's... it's that's that's really dis- disheartening, and I suppose as well, like like wanting to talk to to football players about what it's like to receive abuse, to sit down with with fans because there are some people there'll be fans all over the crowd. People kind of people react to to football differently. The the the, the older I get and then the the longer Stennis Muir go without doing anything, my reaction to the football a lot of times sort of like detached irony, where something bad happens, it's just. Oh well, like, like that. Where I, I don't, I don't get as viscerally annoyed by things as I used to. That, that's how, that's how I react to it. Well, there are some things that do upset me, and some things that get under my skin, and so on. But a lot of the time, it is. I think I'm fairly detached. But where some people are just so worked up by it, it'd be interesting to. So it would be interesting to talk to people about why they get so worked up at the football. Why you would feel the guys at Wraith Rovers, for instance, why you felt the need to boo on a young player onto the pitch, and and. I don't think it's like an, an I don't think it's like an age thing. Lad, I, I, I think no, you have no, no. I think you have people in there like that have been there for 
decades who get worked up about stuff. And likewise, people that have been there for two or three years that are, are getting worked up and mm-hmm. and booing their own team or whatever. So I, I don't think it comes down to age. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know, but it's not mentality either. It's a, a psychological st- thing, but it's it would be interesting to look into. Uh, Sean and I are not sociologists. We want to, to make that clear. And, and we hope this podcast isn't Sean and I just sort of spitballing and freewheeling uh, <laughs> ideas. But, you know, it'd be, it'd be good to talk to, to someone like this is our PhD thesis. But, but it certainly is interesting, like why people get so wound up by the football. Uh, and uh, that's, uh, that's an interesting, but I, I, interesting I, I, discussion. I, don't, I, I got the impression that the, uh, the Martin fans weren't necessarily wound up about you. No, no, they, no. They just wanted to. Uh, Poke funny. That was and it was very very funny. I'll say that it was it was it was very very funny. And it's like you've been your team's getting pumped. You know, there's 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 none you can do about it. You know, you're not going to give them the fingers or anything like that, or, or get upset <laughs> or come and jest like gesture like I'll see you outside. You know, you're you're, you're not going to do anything like that. It's just it's objectively very very funny. And the line about Paul Hartley is something that has made me completely reconsider my my overall my overall vibe. I wonder if there have been studies into it. There must be. They do studies into everything. I was talking to a guy who's doing a PhD and is into the studies of how obese people are treated in the workplace. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, which is quite interesting. You know, I think it's the idea that obesity and people who are plus size are that's perhaps a hindrance for them in the job market, mm-hmm. uh, amongst other things. And there's no not really been any studies into that. So he thought it'd be quite interesting to, to go and explore. Well, let's hope if he does a good job in that, he can explore uh, shouty football fans. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think so. I mean, that, that Dumbarton shout, that was the first time in ages I've actually heard something genuinely funny at the football. At my, and he, I would say even if it wasn't my expense, it doesn't matter at my expense. It was actually, it was very, very funny. But yeah, there's a, there's a fine line. I remember the only thing that I've heard that was quite funny, and this is, this is the, I think it's apocryphal, it was, at, I think it was at Tynecastle, might have been Pat Nevin, might not have been. But, you know, at Tynecastle, you're very, very close to the pitch, which, uh-huh. which makes Tynecastle such a good ground. Someone in one of the stands shouted, um, Nevin, your book's fucking shite. Or something, something like that. Something like, your book's fucking shite. And Nevin uh, shouts back at him, saying, oh, well, thanks for buying it. I guess he, no, I got it for the library. <laughs> This is probably, which is probably like a, a, a kind of public thing that, that Pat Nevin would absolutely embrace and, and push. Yes, I mean, having been fortunate enough to meet Pat Nevin a couple of times, you've met Pat Nevin as well. Yes, we met yes, him on, on a few terraces. This is when he made the ludicrous assertion that, I, mean, I suppose, he didn't, we, we kind of egged him on about Luca Modric being finished, <laughs> who then scored one of the goals in the tournament against Scotland as we were absolutely shellacked by Croatia. Uh, but but Pat Nevin's a Pat Nevin's a really cool guy, so I think he would have taken that in, in his stride. I imagine that, that someone like Pat Nevin as well, he'd have heard it all in, in football, given that he was quite foppish and fey. But we're not here to talk about Pat Nevin. We're here to talk about me. Here we are. That's that, I, I suppose, Sean. That's that's a good time to to leave that. I know that podcast is perhaps a bit a bit freewheeling in places, but nevertheless, I think there's a, a discussion there. It's something to listen to and something that can that can eat up a train ride. And ultimately, that's what podcasts are for, aren't they? You're not going to you're not coming to to this podcast, this 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 very podcast here, and taking anything enlightening from it. 
And listen, I hope you escape uh, kind of criticism and uh, people slagging you off uh, this weekend against Spartans. Here's a question. We'll finish up, Sean. I mean, we're talking about the stuff that we hear on the terraces. What's the worst thing that, that you've read about yourself like, online? Uh, it was probably about my veins that, that come like kind of like kind of like side of my head like they were more prominent in the first couple of series I don't know if it was to do with lighting and I was like oh I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be known as Vain Boy <laughs> so that was probably like the, that was probably like the worst which is the, like that's not the hardly end of the world one I mean it wasn't the worst I mean I suppose like the, the stuff online that, that you get criticised for, like you kind of take it in your stride because ultimately people don't know you, and it's a throwing out of Scottish football, and people react to as we're just talking there. People react to football in different ways, and I there'll be people that watch it and just don't like it, don't like the 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 patter on it, don't like the way the show's put together. Most of the people though, I've never seen anyone say anything bad about the, the wee films. Everyone seems to like the wee films. They don't like the four of us, and that's that's fair enough. <laughs> and there's some people that, like there was one guy who, because when I'm talking and, and it, it's quite expressive, you're into your intro in sections. You're quite, you're you're wanting to be enthusiastic. It's late at night, you know. You're wanting to g people up and, and encourage people to watch. So you're doing some of your hands. You're doing something that's quite expressive. This guy said something like like just. It was like a tip. It was like something like you flapping around your hands and, and, and flapping your turkey teeth. It's like some something like that. And I went and looked through this guy's photos because I think it was quite interesting. Like he feels he feels like he's obviously had a couple of laggers. The weird thing was he hadn't tweeted in months. That was the worst thing. It was it's like he hadn't tweeted about four months, but he saw fit to jump online and send not not just put a tweet about the show, but to actually tag Craig G. Telfer in. I, and, and said that about my turkey. I, I went and looked through his photographs. There's a picture of him, a very chubby man, with a big roll of flesh hanging over his belt. But regardless, how how is his teeth? Because it seemed like he had a, a bit of an issue with your... your and as far as I'm aware, you, you didn't go to Turkey for your teeth. There's one of all... Te- no, 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 my, my teeth, they were done in FK5. Don't say they were done. They were done in FK5. No, this one, to make be clear, one of them was... Like, I've never had any... Like, uh, these teeth, my teeth, I'm very fortunate. My teeth have all come in very, very straight. This tooth here, I'm pointing at his They're talking funny. I'm oh, yeah. So you can see it. Uh-huh. So that teeth there, when I was a wee boy, I was pretending to be a ninja. Like we uh-huh. an, you know, an axle that used to tighten We've all done the, it. The, the nuts. We all done it. We all wanted to be a ninja at some point. But I whacked the thing off a wall and it came back and whacked me in the face and basically split my tooth in half. And for a long time, like I'd, I'd, about to the age of 18, I think I had about three operations on it. But I think the cap kept or the, the filling, whatever it was, kept on coming off. So I was sort of just resigned. I remember going to see a dentist the other time saying that your teeth's too thin. You're, you're just going to have to live with it. I remember thinking, fuck, well, that's not great because I think like, one of my best qualities, I've got a nice smile. Uh-huh. And and I remember going on a date with a girl. This a few this about five or six years ago, going on a date with a girl, and she had an amazing smile. It looked a bit like Sydney Sweeney, actually, if you know who if you know who she is. No. Oh, check out Sydney Sweeney. Because this last okay. year actually looked a bit like Sydney Sweeney. Um she was she was beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And her best thing, she had an amazing smile. And I remember uh-huh. feeling very, very self-conscious uh, around her. And then I was like, nah, go and, go and get your, your tooth fixed. So I got, they got them whitened just because they need to be done. First, they've been to the dentist in about 15 years as well. Um, and then I wanted the, 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 the tooth done. So that's the only dental work I've done. I feel as though I have to clear that up. I feel as though I have to clear that up. Well, they look great. They, they look they, great. There's no they look great. Just 
on that, the reason I, I, I've sort of taken us a tangent there to talk about uh, teeth because when that guy was making uh, making fun of me about my <laughs> about my teeth and my, my hands, it reminded, and when I went and looked at his photos and saw that the fact he was a slightly larger gentleman, it reminded me of this Michael Owen tweet from the 20th of December 2011. Now, the person he's replying to has locked their tweets, so you can't see his original tweet, but this is Michael Owen's reply. Hilarious when your picture has a big roll of fat hanging over your shorts. Had a successful life, have you? Peasant. Which isn't something you'd reply, obviously, but just it rung a bell. It rung a bell, <laughs> I suppose. And it's the fact that Michael Owen, who was like, was he a Ballon d'Or winner? Something like played for Real Madrid, played for Liverpool, scored one of the, the most celebrated England goals at a World Cup against Argentina, is getting getting bantered off a guy with 100 followers and calling him a peasant. Maybe the guy had asked him about his six films he'd ever watched. Or maybe he's asking for a helicopter ride. <laughs> anyway, Sean, that's probably as good a time to, to leave it. Uh, I can't believe we managed to get 35 minutes out of uh, out of this. But nevertheless, thank you. Thank you for your continued support. And just don't cancel your subscription on the back of that podcast. There, there's tons of better things out there that you can listen to that aren't quite as indulgent. But uh, we hope you enjoyed that. And Sean and I will no doubt be back at some point soon to to talk about lower league Scottish football, to talk about uh, dental surgery, to talk about rolls of fat, to talk about abuse from the terraces, maybe Sean and I will conduct our own PhD study into why people get so worked up at the football. Who knows? Sean, pleasure to spend the evening with you. As always, thank you. But not as much fun as to spend it with you, the listener. Take care and enjoy your football. But unlike a lot of the people we've discussed in this podcast, please do so respectfully. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.